Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio, the show that seeks to offer the strength, the encouragement, and the hope we all need to take the next few steps on the path of faith. My name is Patrick Conley, in for Josh Raymond today, and if you're local to the Twin Cities of Minneapolis-St. Paul, you can listen to my weekly show called Practicing Catholic each weekend on Relevant Radio 1330 AM. And anyone can listen to our archive shows wherever you are and our podcasted interviews by going to practicingcatholicshow.com. Today here on The Inner Life, we are going to be talking about a fascinating topic, the topic of Angels will delve into these heavenly messengers, these spiritual warriors, and their role in our lives of faith. Promises to be a, an all-engrossing and, again, engaging and fascinating topic. So let's get right to it by saying hello to our spiritual director for today, who is Father Ed Broom, OVM. Father Broom serves as associate pastor at St. Peter Chanel Church in Hawaiian Gardens, California, and is an oblate of the Virgin Mary. Hello, Father Broom. Good morning to you. Good morning, Patrick. Great to be with you. And good to be with you as well. I am really looking forward to the topic today, Father. Angels. Why don't you get us kicked off? Just tell us what angels are. Who are angels? What are angels? And why do we believe in angels? Yes, uh... God, even before he created the physical universe, God created the angels. And the angels are created in the image and likeness of God. Different than the human person, the angel is endowed with an intellect and a will. A very keen intellect and a very powerful will. God created many of the angels even before he created the world in Adam and Eve. And according to tradition... There are different grades of perfection in the angels. If you read some of the sermons of the fathers of the church, especially St. Gregory the Great, they actually specify that there are nine choirs of angels. And that choir doesn't mean a group of people that are singing in a church, but rather grades of perfection that you find in these angels. Hmm. And they would be from the least perfect to the most perfect angels, archangels, virtues, powers, principalities, dominions or dominations, thrones, cherubim, and seraphim. Mm. And according to Thomas Aquinas, the highest realm of angels would be the cherubim and the seraphim, and their purpose for existence is simply to praise and worship and glorify the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit in heaven for all eternity. 
Hmm. That is the highest, the most sublime action of, of, of anyone, be, be it a human person or an angel, is to praise, adore, and worship. As St. Ignatius says in the spiritual exercises in Princeton Foundation, we are called to praise God. Hmm. Then those below are basically used by God to direct uh, the universe and the ordering of the universe, the thrones and the dominations, the principalities, the virtues and the powers. Whereas the angels and the archangels, they actually help us. So um, that would be kind of like uh, an introductory uh, synthesis of, um, of the angels and their grade of perfection going from the angels who help us, we all have a guardian angel, to the highest realm, which would be the cherubim and seraphim, and they are praising, worshiping, glorifying the Blessed Trinity for all eternity. And that's our purpose in life, to praise God, especially through the holy sacrifice of the Mass, Hmm. by living holy lives. And we hope, with God's grace, to be with the cherubim and the seraphim to praise and worship the Blessed Trinity, for all eternity, with Mary, who's known also as the Queen of Angels and Saints. Mm, nice. Now, uh, let me just do a quick follow-up with you, Father Father Broom, especially around the dominions or the dominations, the virtues and the powers. Now, of course, we use these same terms for concepts of, uh, of other ways, of, well, like the virtues, for example. We talk about virtues in many different ways. But these are specifically, what you're saying is that these are specifically ranks of angels, ranks of these, these spiritual creatures, these, these guardians, these, uh, these uh, warriors, these messengers of God, right? Yes. Yeah, that's a good specification because we use the word virtue, According to Aquinas and Aristotle, that would be a, that would be a good habit, and the opposite would be a vice. So uh, there's a big difference between the angels as virtues and we living a virtuous life, like uh, living faith, hope, charity, purity, mm-hmm. meekness, patience. Yes. Yeah, so it's a good idea that you made that specification, Patrick. Yeah. One is an attitude of heart or disposition that we live as followers of Christ, the practice of virtue. And when you canonize a saint, what are you doing? You're, you're canonizing someone to live what's called heroic virtue. Mm-hmm. Because these virtues, as angels, they actually, they're actually persons created in the image and likeness of God. And as I said earlier, they have a very powerful intellect. Even the, lo- the lowest angel would be, have a much more powerful intellect than the greatest intellects in the whole world. Mm. Oh, that's uh, that's pretty powerful, all right. And uh, when you look at well, giants like Aquinas, who you just mentioned, and, and that sort of thing, that's uh, amazing. Now, one other clarifying question about the 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 ranks or the choirs, the perfections of angels, Father. Um, do each one you, you mentioned the cherubim and the seraphim and their role of eternally praising and adoring and worshiping the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit for all eternity? Um, do all of the other ranks have a kind of specificity of duties? Yes. As I mentioned, uh, the lower ones would be the thrones and the dominations, principalities, and powers. Mm-hmm. They are directed to ordering the universe. So we see the stars and the meteors and the planets and the galactic system. Uh, those are basically being ordered uh, 
So the, the, the natural laws that God has created, they're, they're being helped and directed actually by the angels. So these are mm. invisible persons, but they are indeed involved in our natural habitat as well as the universe at large. Then those the, the archangels and angels, they actually come and they... God sends them to uh, to help us, as uh, later on we'll probably be talking about um, some of the archangels. We actually yeah. have there are actually three of the archangels that are mentioned in the in the Bible. We have uh, Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael. Then uh, we have, of course, our guardian angel, which is given to us at the moment of our conception. Our guardian angel. Yeah. Interesting and wonderful, too. I think uh, there's there's plenty to be talked about. As you said, we do want to cover the archangels as well. Our spiritual director today is Father Ed Brumovium uh, out in Hawaiian Gardens, California, where he's the associate pastor at St. Peter Chanel Church. And we are talking today here on The Inner Life about the angels. And so do you. What do you know about the angels? What do you know maybe about those three archangels that Father Brum just introduced to us? Do you believe you've ever encountered an angel? Do you ask for the intercession of the angels? And do you believe that the angels intercede for you? Give us a call. Join the conversation. Our number here at The Inner Life, 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. You can also send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. So let's get into the nitty-gritty, since this show, Father, is about helping us uh, live out the Christian life and grow deeper in relationship with our Lord. Let's get into the nitty-gritty of how the angels do that. How do the angels intersect and interact with us, and how do they help us to grow in virtue, as you just said, uh, but also to uh, to draw closer to our Lord? Yes. One of the works that I do in my apostolate is uh, we have a, an Ignatian charism in which we give the spiritual exercise of St. Ignatius. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the um, key meditations is called the Two Standards. And it's a standard of Satan, and then you got the standard of Christ. So in our lives we have both the good angels as well as the bad angels that are working upon us. One of one of the many functions of our good and good angel is to warn us when the enemy, which would be the devil, is tempting us to offend God. He will he will warn us that there is a real danger because the enemy is trying to tempt us to offend God. So he. He'll actually in, enlighten our our intellect, and um, Ignatian spirituality points out that when we find ourselves in a state of desolation, which means a lack of faith, lack of hope, lack of charity, we experience a certain amount of sadness. That's often when the when the bad spirit, the angel, will be will be going after us, and the the guardian angel will try to warn us of this. Uh, of this danger, so that would be one of the one of the purposes of the angels to warn us of of the enemy, the the enemy, which would be the bad angel, the devil. Mm. Yeah. Okay. 
Very good. And that's something that we all could use help with on a daily basis, I'm quite sure. Right. Um, so that's a that's a wonderful role. How about I mean, that's I suppose that is a way of protection. But we oftentimes hear or think about the angels in terms of protection. I mean, we talk about, as you said earlier, the guardian angels. How do they guard us? Is that is that the primary way of warning us against the enemy's activity in and around us? Or are there other ways that the angels protect us, Father? Yes, great question. Um, Patrick, probably the first prayer that you learned was the first prayer that I learned. The first prayer that I learned, I was probably four. My mom and dad taught me, Dear angel God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love commits me here, ever this day or night be at my side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Amen. That's the yep. first prayer that, that I learned. I, I was probably four years old. And... um my, my, my dad said his favorite picture when he was growing up, this would be probably 80 years ago, is you probably remember, Patrick, is you have the the child that's walking across the bridge, and then there's a plank that's missing in the bridge, and below you have the rushing stream, and then you have the garden angel that's, that's hovering over that little child to protect that child so he won't fall through that bridge and, and, and drown in the, rushing, in the rushing stream. I think that picture says, says a lot. Mm-hmm. So not only does the angel, the angel protect us from moral evils, but also the angel protects us from physical evil. Patrick, what about this? Has it ever happened that you're on the freeway, you're in the Chicago area, I'm in the L.A. area, and you almost get into an accident and it doesn't happen, I've often thought that probably was because of the work of the angels preventing huh. that accident. I think all of us would agree. I, I don't feel myself to be the best driver, but I've never gotten an accident. I think the angels work <laughs> overtime with me, no? <laughs> right, so, right. <laughs> I, I believe they're, they're out there helping. They're invisible, but they're very powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a that is a great point. And it's also a great invitation to our listeners to call in, join the conversation. If you have ways that you believe the angels have uh, guarded you, have protected you from certain, whether it be traffic accidents or in other ways, uh, give us a call. Join the conversation. 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. And let's actually go and take a phone call now, Father. Uh, Martha is calling in from Minneapolis. Martha, welcome to The Inner Life. Thank you. Thank you. St. Paul mentions that we fight against thrones and principalities. Um do we fight against other angels? Did all the ranks of angels fall, or just those two plus Lucifer? Could you could you explain how all that works, Father? Yes, the thrones and principalities, as we mentioned, are part of the uh, choirs of angels. Um, and uh, just that you're aware of the fact that God created the angels in His image and likeness, but the angels had to pass a test. And according to St. Thomas Aquinas, who's known as the angelic doctor, that God presented to the angels a a vision of the incarnate word, which would be Jesus Christ made man. And one of them cried out in a clarion voice of rebellion, non serviam, 
which is the Latin for I will not serve, and that was actually Lucifer. And you read in Revelation chapter 12 that, that there was a battle in heaven, and Michael, which means who is like unto God, lifted up his voice, and he there was a battle ensued, and the the bad, rather the angels who decided not to obey God, they were transformed into the devils, and God created hell in that moment. And the Revelation says a third of the stars precipitated from heaven to the lower regions. So uh, how, ma- how many of the angels, archangels, virtues, powers, principal, dominions, thrones, cherubim, and seraphim, how many in those categories were cast into hell only God knows. But uh, these evil spirits, they're, they're going after us until um, we pass from this life to the next. Therefore, um, we have to be very, be very attentive of, of, the, of the bad angels working on us. But, you know, we should never, we should never feel that the, the, the devils are much more powerful then God, God is much more powerful than the devil. The Blessed Virgin Mary, much more powerful than the devil. Then the angels and the saints are much more powerful than the devil. But if we don't rely upon God's strength, we don't rely upon the intercession of Mary and the angels and the saints, and we just live a purely natural life, then the devil can wreak havoc, havoc within us. So we, our, our life, hey, our life is a constant battle. You know, life is a combat zone and. We want to make sure that we're walking under the standard of Christ and his holy angels. Excellent points, Father. And Martha, great question. Thank you for calling in with that question. That's uh, really great to to tie Scripture into that, and we'll hope to tie in some more Scriptures about the angels uh, as we continue on. Speaking about angels, if you have had had an encounter with an angel, if you have uh, witnessed an angel's protection in your life, if you uh, have seen your prayer to your guardian angel answered in a particular way, give us a call. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. As we're speaking with our spiritual director, Father Ed Broom, OVM, about angels. We're going to take a brief break here on The Inner Life, but we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. We receive over a million prayer requests every year, thanks in part to the Catholic Order of Foresters studio line, helping us stay connected to your intentions. Learn how our sponsor can support your family with life insurance at relevantradio.com slash Forrester, an Illinois life insurance society not available in all states. Well, it's all night, all day. Welcome back to The Inner Life. Patrick Conley with you in for Josh Raymond today as we are speaking with Father Ed Broom, OMV. I'm sorry, Father, I think I said OVM before, but an oblate of the Virgin Mary. OMV, Father Broom is the associate pastor at St. Peter Chanel Church in Hawaiian Gardens, California. And we are speaking today about angels, uh, many people calling in to share their stories of encounters with angels or ways that angels have watched over them. So, Father, I'm going to suggest we go right back to the phones. We've got Linda, who's calling in from Silver Spring, Maryland. Linda, welcome to The Inner Life. Thank you. Absolutely. Do you have a story to tell of an encounter with an angel? Well, I do, but it was actually two angels. Um, okay. Okay, this... 
I, I am a blind person, and I don't normally, I don't like it when people get on the radio and say that, but there's a reason why I'm saying it. Um, the, I was on my way to visit a friend in the hospital, and I was taking the bus to get there. And when I got off the bus, uh, a man said, here, go with me. And so I thought he was going to take me to the front of the hospital where I could go in where there was a front desk and I could ask a receptionist how to get to the room that I wanted to go to. Um, but instead of taking me into the front of the hospital, they took me into this place that felt like a basement. Hmm. And it was quiet and cold and dark. And, and I, I felt like I was in the wrong place. And I said, no, this isn't right. And the person didn't answer me. He just said, wait right here. And he said it just like that and left me. And I was standing there feeling afraid and wondering what in the world can I do and how do I get out of here? Um, and so I started to turn around to go back to how I got in there. And two big men came in back of me and said, we'll get you out of here. And so they took me out and out into the front desk and brought me right up to the counter. And um, then they disappeared. Hmm. And I said to people standing around me, who were those, those guys, those big men that were helping me? And they said, what men? We didn't see any men. We didn't see anybody. We just saw you come up to the desk. And so I believed that God provided two angels that wouldn't frighten me. I thought they were men. Um, to help get me where I needed to go. Wow, Father, any response to that story? Yeah, I, w I would really say that that is the case. I mean, God can actually send these angels to help us, especially because of your lack of sight. They would be there to help you to come to the right place. And um, others did not see them, but they you felt their presence. And um, I would say definitely that's the case. Um I, I had an experience. I was probably seven or eight years old. I was driving my bike in New York, and I was driving really fast, heading toward an intersection, and um, my brakes wouldn't work, and I was about to rush into traffic, and I would have been killed. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, my bike just stopped. And uh, right before rushing into the intersection where there was busy traffic, uh, I, I really believe, I must have been seven or eight years old, I really believe that it was the intercession of my guardian angel that helped me from um, from losing my life. So I, I, I love these stories. I mean, we can't prove them dogmatically, but uh, I really believe Linda's story is true, that these two men who were really angels helped her out. And I would invite all of our listeners, kind of rewind the film of your life and see how often we we are maybe about to um to uh fall physically or maybe maybe even morally where we were tempted to maybe do something that's wrong all of a sudden there was a change of plans we were directed another path so that we wouldn't fall so i think that those two things are important saving from physical damage or danger but even Saving us from a moral danger, which would be that of falling into sin, which would be much worse. So I, I, I love that story, and I, I really believe that God sent 
those angels to help you when we have to be more and more aware of their intervention in our lives. And it's not simply a myth. They are human. They're they're angelic persons. And they're much more powerful than we are. So um, if we... And I think that's one of the purposes of this program today is to give uh, us a heightened awareness that God exists, but he loves us so much that he sent his son into the world through the Blessed Virgin Mary, but he sends these holy angels to protect us and to guide us, saving us from physical evils, but also moral evils. So that's, thank you very much. That's a beautiful story. Yeah, thank you, Linda. Thank you for calling in and sharing that story with us. It's a it's a great example of the Lord providing in particular ways, and sometimes those ways that He does provide, Father. I'm, I guess I'm I'm caught up in thinking about how generous He is to involve humans and, of course, angels in uh, doing His work here on Earth, and how blessed we are to be able to partake in that and to see God providing for us. Uh, not necessarily just immediately, in other words, uh, without without another agent, but um, working in and through us that we share in the divine mission as well as in the divine nature, which is a wonderful thing. So, Linda, thanks for that story. If you have a story on how you've interacted with an angel or if you have a question about angels, um, give us a call. We'd love to hear it, 888-914-9149, and uh, encourage our brothers and sisters in their ongoing walk with the Lord. Father, one of the questions I would have is that, of course, we have all sorts of scriptural uh, stories, scriptural narratives where we see angels actually becoming visible in some fashion. Uh, Obvious example, Gabriel appearing to the Blessed Virgin Mary at the time of the Annunciation, but we also have him in the Old Testament. We have Raphael from Tobit. We have Gabriel and Michael uh, in Daniel. We have... uh, we have in Jude and Hebrews, we have uh, all these things that where we see in Revelation, of course, where we see, it seems like, visible presentations. Any idea of, of why with these purely spiritual beings, these angels, why do they become visible so few times? And yet, uh, you know, we have all these stories about how they provide for us invisibly that kind of leaves their identity a little bit more mysterious. Yeah, the, the technical um, theological term is anthropomorphism, mm. which means that the the uh, angels are they are invisible. They have um, intellect and will, but God can allow them to appear in physical form because we, as human persons, have a composite nature, both body and spirit. So, for us to be able to have a clear understanding of their power, God will sometimes allow them to appear. And um, just in the Old Testament, uh, the Catechism of the Catholic Church says that they closed the earthly paradise, they protected Lot, they saved Hagar and her child, they stayed Abraham's hand, they communicated the law by their ministry, they led the people of God, they announced births and callings, and assisted the prophets, uh, these are a few of the, uh, the, as you're saying, the physical manifestations of the angels in the Old Testament. And, um, you know, I, you, you may be talking about this a little bit later, Patrick, but I love the book of Tobit. Mm. I love the book of Tobit because it's a book in which we see the presence 
of um, the Archangel Raphael, who actually, as you said, he, he assumes a human form, and you've got these two very serious problems. You've got uh, Tobit Sr., who has lost his sight. Then you have this woman, Sarah, who wants to get married, and the evil spirit, whose name is Asmodeus, comes in and kills off about seven of her prospective husbands, and then God sends the archangel Raphael to enter into the scene, and he accompanies the young Tobit on his journey to the house of Sarah, and then eventually Sarah and Tobit will will be married, and then the archangel Raphael will go back to the house of Tobit. His father is blind, and he tells his father to pl- apply the, the, the fish to his eyes, he's able to see again. So I think the, the, the book of, if you really want to see the physical, powerful presence of an angel, go to the book of Tobit in the Old Testament and pay attention to the person of Raphael, which means medicine of God or God heals. There you see it very, very evident, evident and powerful. Nice. Well, great suggestion there, Father. Let's go back to the phones now. We've got Ellen, who's calling in from Houston, Texas. Ellen, welcome to The Inner Life. Hi, thank you. Um, The reason for my call, I'm going through a particularly tumultuous life on, like, all fronts. It seems crazy, you know, family, work, you name it. Um, And... It seems like more than what is, it's too much to believe. And I can't help but feel like there's some spiritual element to it, almost as if I'm under attack. And um, But I also don't want to be crazy. And I, I just was wondering if I could get Father's kind of perspective on, first of all, is that even a thing? And second of yeah. all, if it is, how do you know when that yeah. is happening to you? How can you discern that that's what's yeah. happening? You know, there's a really good book uh, written by uh, Gabriel Damorth, and he was the chief exorcist in Rome for many years. He died about five years ago. And um, he actually wrote a book called The Exorcist. And given that we're talking about angels, we also talk about the fallen angels. He talks about the different ways in which the evil spirit can work on us. And he gives these. Uh, temptation, oppression, obsession, uh, vexation, infestation, and possession. So he goes through about six different ways in which the um, evil spirit can work on us. All uh, All of us are aware of what is called a temptation. Temptation is a is a provocation of the enemy to lead us into sin. But I think a, lo- a lot of us are not aware of what is called an obsession. And I think what you're going through is an obsession. Uh, an obsession would be a negative fixed idea that you have, which is, is causing you a lot of turmoil. You said you're going through a very tempestuous turmoil tumultuous situation right now. And uh, I, I think all of us have these diabolical um, 
obsessions in our lives to a limited degree. And I'll give you one. I'll give one or two examples. You get up in the morning, and you have some person that hurt you 20 years ago. 20 years ago. And during the course of the day, you find that thought of that person that hurt you 20 years ago, and you're angry at that person the whole day. Where does that come from? They come from the devil. That's called a, that's called a, di- a diabolical ob- obsession. Or you're, you're a married woman. You have a fight with your husband, and all of a sudden your ex-boyfriend that you went out with 15 years ago, he, he appears to you in your mind, and you have to feel, well, maybe I should just send him an email to see how things are going. No? Um, we're not aware. Okay, we have the good spirit working on us. But the but the evil spirit works on us also, and that's by means of what's called a, a diabol a diabolical obsession. Now, what what would be the tactic that you should use to overcome that? Uh, if you go through the rules of discernment of Saint Ignatius, you got fourteen rules. The Saint Ignatius says, when you're going through this profound desolation which communicates itself through this obsession, what you have to do is go to a spiritual director and open up to that spiritual director. And you'll find out once you're able to open up, to take the mask off the enemy, and then the enemy disappears. So what you're going through is probably... And obsession, and this is not to alarm you, but you know we have to be aware of the fact that the enemy's out there, and he works. Uh, the devil works 25 hours a day, eight days a week, and 366 days a year. You know, the, the devil does not have one capital sin; it's laziness. Now, that's one capital sin he doesn't have. No, the others he might have, but he doesn't have the capital sin of laziness because he works day and night. So. Uh, I believe if you're able to open up to a spiritual director, and um, what you might even do is just go in a quiet place and very quietly pray the rosary. I feel that the rosary never fails if you keep saying, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, and Mary will help you out. And most people, most people are not aware of this, talking about angels. Mary is the queen of angels and saints, but the Hail Mary, the technical theological name for the Hail Mary is the angelic salutation. Now that's a technical name of it because you have the Archangel Gabriel that's actually saluting and greeting Mary. So um, I've given you a, a mini course in spiritual combat by using the, the rules for St. Ignatius are very, very powerful. And we as Oblates of the Virgin Mary, we give Ignatian retreats and we teach people the art of spiritual discernment. We have to be aware of the the different temptations that are at us to reject them and the good inspirations that come from God's Spirit to receive them. So um, that would be my my little homily I give to you on, on spiritual discernment. Thank you, Father, and thank you, Ellen, for asking the question. And, and Father, I guess I, I would have a follow-up to Ellen's question that uh, 
whether or not we're able to know, because I think rarely do we know with full certainty uh, that it's something is spiritual warfare versus uh, just kind of a natural stress, stressful situation in our lives, or, or you know, a stressful time in our lives, or something like that. But are the uh, are the prescriptions different? And and if so, how would they be different if it's spiritual attack versus a kind of a, a just a very stressful time? Good question. I, I think in that case you would have to consult your spiritual director mm. and, and to talk it out because yes, some, some might be uh, physical, they might be psychological, they, they might be purely natural. Mm. Um, so I think consulting a really good spiritual director that could uh, that could be very very useful in that in that case. Sure. The oh, yes. um, the, the the devil will off. Will, he's always going to try to move us into committing sin. That's the acid test. He's going to move us to committing sin to offend God. So that that's probably the acid test if it's the evil spirit pushing us towards sin. Okay, very good. Let's go back to the phones, Father. We've got Joanne who's calling in from Naples, Florida. Joanne, welcome to the Inner Life. Thank you. Good morning, Father. Thank you for taking my call. Um, my husband got cancer at 52 years old, and I took care of him for 20 years. He outlived what the doctors said, and I felt my angels and Jesus. And ever since I lost my husband and my spiritual directive was moved three hours away, I feel the devil. Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, you have to be aware. That I, I would say in your case, See if you can maybe find another spiritual director, and if you can't find another spiritual director, maybe you can find, maybe you can find a good confessor to be able to talk this out. But as I said earlier, once you communicate the reality of that temptation of the bad spirit working on you, then once you open up and you talk to a spiritual director, then often the devil, the devil will actually he'll back off. But what the devil also tries to do, he'll try to transform a molehill into a mountain. And uh, it's like if you get a cut. If you do not try to tend to that cut by using proper means, then it get, becomes affected, and then you get the pus, and then you get the gangrene. So it's very important to to have the humility to open up your conscience and divulge to your spiritual director uh, what you're, what you're going through. And as I said... The devil will blow things out of proportion. He'll um, he'll try to uh, turn the molehill into the mountain, and we should we should never forget there there are two extremes. I think we have to Pope Paul the uh, sorry Saint Pope Paul the says there are two extremes that we have to avoid with respect to the devil. One is the categorical denial of the devil's existence, which modern rationalism and science tries to promote, that the devil is just a, a, a mythical figure of the Middle Ages. That's one uh, extreme that has to be avoided. But then the other extreme is to give too much importance to the devil. Because if we give too much importance to the devil, then we're actually empowering the devil. So the, as Aristotle says, the virtue is the, is the means between the two extremes, that we have to admit that the devil exists, we have to admit but also we, we shouldn't... You'll meet some people 
in almost every other se- sentence that they say, they mention the devil. And I think that that's, I think that that's an exaggeration. But if we deny the existence of the devil, it's like you, you in an army, you have the enemies that are approaching. You're not aware that the enemies are approaching. They're going to wreak havoc within you because you're not aware of their, their presence. So um, that would be my come. I would say maybe at least find a good confessor in which you can um, just unload and tell him how you're, how you're feeling um, when you have this, this heaviness and you feel the evil, the evil spirit maybe encroaching upon you. Yeah, and certainly, as we were talking about before, Joanne, that uh, yeah, there are there are times in our lives when uh, we're suffering, we're suffering pain, and we can we can sense the presence of the evil one there. But great advice, Father. Thank you for keeping us uh, just aware of the spiritual presences around us. But not only the not only the evil ones, but also, of course, the good ones. As we are talking about angels here on the inner life. Our number here at The Inner Life, 888-914-9149. If you have a question about our our heavenly intercessors, our heavenly guardians, our heavenly, uh, well, our warriors with us, then uh, give us a call. You can ask your question of Father Ed Broom, OMV, uh, who is the Associate Pastor of St. Peter Chanel Church in Hawaiian Gardens, California. We're going to take our next break, but we'll be back after just a couple of minutes, so stay with us. This hour sponsored by Ave Maria Mutual Funds, where financial goals are aligned with pro-life values and fund decisions are based on investment fundamentals designed to preserve and grow wealth without violating moral beliefs. More information at AveMariaFunds.com. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio. Patrick Conley with you today in for Josh Raymond. My thanks to Nick Sentovich and Thomas Engeser who are producing and answering your phone calls respectively. Had a lot of phone calls today here about angels as we're speaking about angels with our spiritual director, Father Ed Broom, OMV, uh, who's the associate pastor of St. Peter Chanel Church in Hawaiian Gardens, California. For instance, I, I'm sorry that we're just not having time to get to everyone's stories, but some great ones out there. Kathy from Arizona said that she was driving at one time with two babies in the back seat and her brakes went out. Uh, and that she prayed through the intersection and angels interceded and uh, protected her, guarded her. Uh, Maria from Las Vegas says that she witnessed an accident and parts of the car flew towards her, but they missed her and she's convinced that it was a guardian angel who protected her. Uh, Dee from Williamsport, Pennsylvania, thanks to angels, helped her when she was living alone. They helped her getting into an apartment. Susan, oh, excuse me, uh, Colin from West Bend, Wisconsin, uh, fell from a tree, almost hit a privacy fence, but instead hit the dirt ground. And someone called an ambulance, but he got up and was fine. So a lot of great stories out there. Thank you to all of those of you who have called in and shared your stories. Sorry that we're just not able to have airtime for all these. We've been getting a lot of great phone calls. Um, but speaking of which, Father, let's uh, let's do take another call. We've got Joe who's calling in from Arizona. Joe from Arizona, welcome to The Inner Life. Good morning. Good morning, Father. I can tell I just started listening to you uh, to this radio about 10 minutes ago, and your information that you're telling everyone is, is very uh, it's fantastic, I, I believe. It's very interesting, and I hope Relevant uh, Radio invites you on again. I, I was just curious, uh, quite a while ago, I had this 
pressure, I'd call it pressure, to know my garden angel's name. And eventually I was told my garden angel's name. And I went to two priests, two spiritual directors, to find out if that was a satanic angel duplicating a good angel. And I come to find out, no. And since that time, my angel has talked to me several times and taught me several things. And just a couple things that I wanted to bring up was one time she told me to pray with the heart, and I know a demonic angel would not tell me that. And then another time in a restaurant, I was by myself and uh, ordered my meal, and I said my grace before the meal, and I said, thank you, Jesus, bless this food. And Isabel told me, he said, and also bless all the people in this restaurant. And from that day forward, when that happens, when I'm in a restaurant, I always say bless this food and bless all the people in the restaurant. And I just think it's very interesting if you really tune into your garden angels. The garden angel can not only protect you, but also teach you. And I was also curious, uh, I can just tell by your the information you're telling us that your prayer life is must be fantastic. It's 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 great. I'm sure God is very pleased with it. But yeah. do you well, know, Joe? Um, just let's uh, let's give Father a chance to jump in here too, Father. Any any response to to Joe and his uh, his stories and and what he's uh, what he said? I think that's really beautiful, and I think um, the angels teach us that we're not, as the poet says, we're not island unto ourselves, but rather we. We belong to a family. The angels form the angelic family in heaven, but also the angels want want to bond us here in this world. And it's true we we want to bless our food, but also all those people, all those people there in that restaurant, they all have guardian angels, and they're all souls to be saved. And when all is said and done, uh, Patrick and friends, the, what's most important for us is to get to heaven. As Jesus says, what what would it profit a man if he gained the whole world and lose his soul? So all the angels are trying to help us to focus on God in this life so that we can be with God forever in heaven. So I think that's a beautiful inspiration that he had there. And hopefully, yes, we'll be more aware of not simply praying for ourselves and blessing our food, but praying with a desire to bring as many souls to heaven as possible. The angels want us to be with them in heaven, as I mentioned earlier, the cherubim, the seraphim, so that we will be able to praise and worship God for all eternity. Mm -hmm. St. Ignatius points out the purpose of our existence is to praise God. How do we praise God best in this world? By the holy sacrifice of the Mass. Right. And so that would be my my humble response to his his comment. Yeah, Joe, thank you for your call and thank you for the the stories of your own uh, hearing from angels and and interaction with angels as well. And Father, you were just starting to get on uh, the point here as we just were coming up in our closing minutes here. But I think it'd be really important, especially on a show that is about spiritual direction. Um, could you outline for us uh, just a little bit about in what ways do us cultivating a devotion 
to the angels, whether it's the archangels or our guardian angels or whatever it may be. Both of those enjoy feast days on the general calendar, of course. Um, If we cultivate a devotion there, and um, what are the fruits of that devotion? How do they help us grow uh, in communion with our Lord? And how? How might we continue to grow closer to in devotion to the angels as well? Great question, yes. Yes, Patrick, um, you mentioned the there's feast days that we celebrate every year. Actually, the Garden Angel we celebrate on October 2nd. We celebrate the feast day of the Garden Angels. And then the church has actually put together the feast day of the archangels, uh, Raphael, Michael, and Gabriel, on one day, which is September 29th. Mm. And... Um, St. Michael we should pray to in our spiritual combat. The Archangel Gabriel, Pope St. Paul VI, proclaimed him as the patron of modern communication. So, Patrick, in your radio program, Irrelevant, I think it's a good idea to consecrate your work to the Archangel Gabriel because he's the patron of communicators, and that's exactly what you're doing in your program as well as Relevant Radio, to, to ask him to give you a lot of light and insight when you're communicating the Word of God to so many people. And then finally, Raphael, he is the angelic physician because he was the one that was able to be instrumental in bringing the sight to the blind Tobit. So um, I would say, yeah, being aware of these liturgical feast days. And then um, to pray that prayer that we both learned as a child, the angel of God, my guardian Dear, as well as to pray the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. We pray the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel at the end of our rosary every day in the parish. And then also uh, the prayer of the Angelus, which, re- which refers to angel. The prayer of the Angelus is a prayer in which we honor Mary, but also we honor the um, the, the angels. So, uh, I think that this is just a wonderful thing to try to cultivate this uh, loving devotion to our garden angels. And the three angels that we know in the Bible, Michael, which means who is like unto God, Gabriel, which means power of God, and Raphael, which means medicine of God or God heals. So that would be my my suggestion. Mm-hmm. Wonderful suggestions, Father. And it's been it's been, as I said, a fascinating discussion about these angels who are well, these uh, these known. I mean, we can be assured of their existence, but uh, it's uh, through our you know, through our faith and through our reason we can we can know of their existence. But a lot of great things that we still have to learn in this mysterious relationship that we have with them. But we can always do something uh, about it through the blessings that God continues to pour out. So, Father, before we let you go, may we have your blessing, please. Yes, through the intercession of Mary, the Queen of Angels and Saints. In the intercession of St. Michael, St. Gabriel, St. Raphael, may God bless all of you with peace, joy, long life, and eternal life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Ed Broom, OMV, with us as our spiritual director today on Angels. We've got Father Joseph Johnson, good friend of mine, coming up tomorrow as our spiritual director. In the meantime, coming up right now, we've got Father Mark Malesva leading us in the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, that all-important foundation to our faith. So stay tuned for the Mass, and we'll see you again tomorrow.